Hello, and welcome to the Meltdown City Podcast with your hosts, Nicole Johnson and Allie Sundet. Our podcast is about reckoning with our restlessness and figuring out where we want to go next. We hope to laugh, inspire, and connect. Thanks for listening. Hey, Allie. Hi, Nicole. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. Dude, guess what? What? We have an awesome guest on today. Really? Yeah, so we have Desiree Wilkerson with us. She is the owner and principal designer of MOI Designs, an interior design studio specializing in residential and boutique commercial interior design. She's also the co-owner of Paper Boat Booksellers, a new independent bookstore. What's up, Des? Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Good to see you guys. Yeah, thanks, you too. Thanks for having thanks for agreeing to be on. Thank you for having me. So we've known you for a long time, but I know you're up up to some really cool shit. I don't think I ever knew how you got into interior design, but can you tell us how you got into it? Um, well, <laughs> I often ask myself that question. <laughs> How long have you been doing it, you think? Or So I've had my own business now for about eight years. Oh. And um, I went to school for interior design before that. I actually started going to school um, when I was like 21, 22. And I took a couple of classes. I, I knew that I wanted to do interior design and, um, I started taking classes and then I was like, sorry, my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll just edit. We'll edit it. It barks out. And then I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't really want to go to school right now. I want to be in my twenties and, um, my boyfriend who was my husband or my <laughs> my husband who was my boyfriend at the time like traveled and and um I just wanted to hang out and work and do fun stuff and not go to school so I stopped and then um waited until I was in my 30s to go to school until I had two kids <laughs> nice so you did end up going back I to school I did end up going back to school design. um I just I, I think I just needed to wait for a time when I felt like it was my time to really dedicate going to school and paying attention and mm-hmm. um, and I felt more focused and so I went and then um, and then down the line I opened my business. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I have a question. You should do it. So do you like... You took a break. You went back to school. Where did you go to school? I went to Bellevue College. Oh, nice. That's yeah. where I went to. Yeah, they have a really good interior design program there. That's great. Mm-hmm. And did you, like, how did you, I mean, obviously some people work for firms maybe, like, but you wanted mm-hmm. to start your own business. How did you know that that would be the avenue for you? Well, I, you know, they ask you in school, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to open your own business? Do you want to work for a firm? Do commercial? Do residential? And I always knew that I wanted to open my own business. Um, A lot of people start out at a firm first and then open their own business, but I didn't do it that way because I was busy with kids and just wanted to get into it and, and start it. That's cool. Um, speaking of your kids, um, 
did you feel, do you ever feel pressure to make different career choices in order to take, to take care of your family or? Um, no, I've never felt that way. I've, uh, it, timing wise, things just worked out good with kids. And, um, my husband was Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so weird, like saying my husband, you guys know my husband. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was traveling all the time and it was a great time for me to go to school and take care of the kids. I was a stay at home mom. And mm-hmm. then when he quit his job, I was like, yep, this is my time now. This is, I'm going to do my thing. And I loved staying home with my kids. Mm-hmm. It was a great experience, but we kind of reversed our roles and I started my business, um, knowing it was going to go slow at first and mm-hmm. part time and then, mm-hmm. um, hopefully grow into, to something. What did it feel like when you got your first client? I was so excited. <laughs> I mean, I was so excited. I was like, somebody actually found my my website. Like yeah. these were I it wasn't a referral. It was it was like someone out of the blue found me. They liked my style mm-hmm. and um and it was it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Are you working mostly from your out of your home? Do you have a home office? Yes. That's yeah, cool. I work out of my house, which is completely insane <laughs> sometimes. Do you have a Especially door like, that you can close? I do that has like a kid swing in it because it's the only door that will have the oh, <laughs> yeah. swing for my eight-year-old. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I've learned to get work done uh, mm-hmm. when the, the kids are home if I need to. How has it been with this crazy booming economy? Like, has your client load grown over the last eight years? It it has. Yeah, absolutely. I've had the busiest year I've ever had. Like, Dude! Yeah, it's this time of year is usually my slowest. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the holidays and everyone kind of forgets about projects and Mm -hmm. the weather's bad and it's cold and rainy here and um then spring comes and it starts getting busy but I've been busy for you know since last summer so I think what's happening is people are thinking about their projects early wanting Mm -hmm. to get their contractors booked so they're like we need to get our designs done and get that done and at this time of year so that they can book for spring and summer for their projects do you ever help with like 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 major renovations like with the the design element in the future in mind or are you just like strictly the interior piece and um I do a little bit of everything. It turns out you know, sometimes it starts with an interior room and then it turns out to like oh wait we want to do this too. So what is you know what's the exterior going to look like? So we'll add the exterior. I've done Mm. basement, whole basement guts and Mm -hmm. remodels, figuring out how to make walls Mm -hmm. around beams that have to stay and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, and then sometimes it's just a simple bath remodel or a kitchen remodel and we're not really moving much, but I've, I've, I've a lot of stuff, little things come up like that. So yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like your school, your education prepared you really well for actually being a business owner and an interior designer? I don't, I don't think it really prepared me to be a business owner. Mm -hmm. I had to do a lot of research on my own to -hmm. do that, um, Mm -hmm. which I did a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've read a lot of books and talked to people and, and, um, and I kind of prepared myself for business. Mm -hmm. But as far as interior design, I 
feel like I go back to my schooling every every day. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, there's always something that I feel like, oh, I remember that class. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. or I still have that book mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. that class and I'll get it down and look at, you know, maybe lighting or something like that. What project are you most, or projects are you most proud of, um, or or something related to your your own your having MOI designs? Probably um, my first kitchen remodel I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't start out doing kitchen and baths. I did a lot of um, furniture and decorating and paint and that kind of stuff. So mostly just you know the interior decor, um, and then I wanted to, um, branch out and do kitchens and baths. So I again went back, did a ton of research and learned how to like go back and remember things from school, doing plans and everything like that. And, um, probably my first kitchen I ever did was probably a big step for me. Mm -hmm. So I'll always remember that project. Wow. So you had to like, obviously challenge yourself and, and figure it out. And it was, it was on you to, to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's all sorts of software that's out there for, Ah, for drawing and (laughs) (laughs) my dog just wants to interject himself into this podcast today. Rufus, here's the microphone. Okay. Um, so there's all sorts of, all sorts of software out there that, um, you can use to make life easier for kitchens and baths. So I had to get in and learn a new software and, um, but it's, it's all been fun. I mean, frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a huge computer person. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's, it's really been beneficial to, to my business. That's great. So you have some software that like, cause I watch a lot of fixer up or, mm-hmm. or some of those really popular television shows now, um, where that you can kind of show the client what it will look like. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Do they yeah. love that? Um, they do. I, I didn't, I didn't start out with like bringing my laptop with me. I mm-hmm. had a set of plans and we went over them. And then, you know, over time you just kind of learn what is going to be most helpful to your clients. Like mm-hmm. how can I visually show them the best that I can, how mm-hmm. this project's going to look, how their room's going to look. So mm-hmm. I started bringing my laptop with me so I could mm-hmm. virtually take them into the space. And then if we went, Oh, like, can we tweak this a little bit? What if we add this color? Then mm-hmm. I'm able to do that right in front of them. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, there's so a lot cool. of great stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just learning it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not super tech savvy myself. I feel like oh I'm, come on, don't, don't what? Lie no, I don't know, honey. I'm just I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning right there with with everybody else. Um, do you have any like simple advice for anybody who wants to like spruce up their their space or or like make it kind of fresh? I think the easiest and fastest way to spruce up a space is to paint your walls. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I started out at my house. I wanted everything white, which is not great with three kids, but I wanted <laughs> everything white. Like I moved in from one house that I had each room painted a different color. And then I moved into a more modern house and I want everything white. And yeah. after a while, it's like, oh, this just looks like kind of dingy I'm over it and I Mm -hmm. painted a wall and it just adds like something new to like your whole space so I that's probably the easiest thing to do and then there's other things like 
adding a new area rug or some new pillows or, you know, even rearranging your furniture will freshen things up, declutter a little, rearrange your furniture, have a Mm -hmm. whole new outlook on on your space. Yeah. Cool. Can I ask you a question about just sort of um, the logistical planning and like things that would have to do with interior design? If somebody's going to like gut the bathroom, are you involved with like the contractors and any of that? Or does does the client take on all that coordination and you're just strictly there being like the tile will be this or what do you think? Um, it really just depends. I do work with a couple of contractors now that we work together you know, they know what to expect from me. I know what to expect from them. Mm-hmm. And um, then it just depends. Sometimes I pick out all the finishes. I have the room all planned um, with the drawings and the measurements and everything. And then I hand it off to the client and mm-hmm. the contractor. Um, and the client will purchase their, like, lighting or um, fixtures or appliances. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes I do that for them. Mm-hmm. It just depends oh. on, you know, I'll, I'll take on doing the, the purchasing of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then coordinating and it, making sure it's there for install. Mm-hmm. So it really just depends, but we always get to a point where they know exactly what their space is going to look like mm-hmm. and they know all the finishes that are going to go into it. And that's always with every project. Mm-hmm. So mm. great. Can you tell us about your co-venture, your new, your new thing that you're doing with your, with your husband? Yeah. So we are planning to open an independent bookstore in West Seattle. That's so cool. And, um, it's sort of been a lifelong dream of my husband's Mm -hmm. and, um, we are, we have our business license. We've done a pop-up and we've learned, you know, that's a whole other software to learn for, Mm -hmm. for books. Mm. And, um, we're just looking for space. So, which we're finding to be a little bit challenging. It's expensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with white center. That's my, that's my neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I am like on 22nd and like the real hood is 16th. Mm -hmm. But I, I love that area because it's so like still so dingy and, and, and seating cool Mm -hmm. and it has like a really great mix of new restaurants and things like that. But I was wondering about, you know, like the rent in, in a neighborhood like that versus West Seattle. Are you more like still focused on West Seattle proper or would you be open to going somewhere else? Well, we, we've talked about White Center, and we haven't mm-hmm. checked any of the prices for their commercial spaces mm-hmm. yet, um, which we probably should, because there West Seattle open. is insane. Like, mm. we almost had a space, mm-hmm. and then um, that, didn't, that didn't work out, but it was our first taste of what commercial space in West Seattle would cost. Oh, my God. Um, and then we just actually contacted somebody yesterday about this other space, space we saw, and we just about died. We're like... <gasps> What? I mean, with all these new buildings going yeah. in, oh, yeah. all the retail space is is mostly uh, chains, you know, oh, banks yeah. and chain restaurants and everything. Because mm-hmm. I think those are the only places that can afford the, the rent. rent. So mm-hmm. we just kind of thought, you know, if we can't be on the main drag, that it'll be okay. Because I think West Seattle really needs a bookstore. And mm-hmm. I think <gasps> that we have the community to support a bookstore. Yeah. So I feel like we can could be around the corner if we wanted to or somewhere near, you know? Yeah. I will buy books from you (laughs) for sure. Yeah. We're really, we're really excited. I'm excited to design the space. (laughs) 
So <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. You can take that on. That's really, that's neat. That's cool. And write that off as part of your business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just crossing fingers that we can find a space soon because we're ready. I mean, we're ready. We have everything ready. Like all we need to do is find a space and we're, we're ready. Do you ever find it like risky or uncomfortable to, to be like, you know, owe, owe, owe a bank money for that kind of thing or, you know, how, how all the capital that it takes to start up your own business? Yeah, we, um, we actually, it, it is pretty nerve wracking, especially when you look at prices for rent and you're looking, oh my gosh, you know, we're, I'm, we're learning so much. I thought that I learned a lot with my own business mm-hmm. and that's just a home-based business, but a, like a retail space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like all different when you're trying to rent commercial space. It's not only your rent, but you're paying for utilities and then you're paying for, um, like, you know, you know, that rent's going to increase in mm-hmm. a couple years and hope that you make a lot of money. So it's definitely a, a, an investment, mm-hmm. you know, um, that, you know, I, you just have to leap. <laughs> you just have yeah. to leap in yeah. and go for it. You know, yeah. I, again, just doing a lot of research, independent bookstores are doing really good right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, we really do think that we have the community to support it. So I mm-hmm. think it'll be good. I mean, we're not going to get rich. Mm-hmm. Bookstore owners don't get rich, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they get to own a bookstore and mm-hmm. yeah. And a- yeah, create community. Mm-hmm. And, and that's such a vital sort resource in the neighborhood for yeah. sure. I love bookstores. I love a yeah, good bookstore. Will you have a cat? Um, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I was just thinking about. I would one be of worried the that the cat would, like, you know, get, get lost or get, get lost or yeah, run out or something. let out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, are you? What are you listening to or reading right now that you think is like inspirational, or do you even have the time to do that? It sounds like you're pretty busy. Well, I mean, I listen to music. I listen to music every day when I'm working at my computer. Oh, cool. You know, mm-hmm. I it's uh, usually a mix. You know, a mix of whatever I feel that day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's it's usually well. It's okay. It's usually just like classic rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Classic rock or the eighties. Sometimes yeah. it's like Elliot Smith or mm-hmm. some, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a mix of, of whatever I feel like that day. Amy loves classic rock. Do oh, you, I love you, it. You guys I do definitely know. play the classic rock when you're working <laughs> together. Um, I, Eric probably gets sick of my classic rock. I have it. Like I got an Amazon, like an Amazon, one of those speakers, you oh, know, uh-huh. that you can just tell it what you want to listen oh, to. Oh, nice. And um, so now I'm really into it. Like, just play classic rock. That's nice. <laughs> Alexa, play classic rock. That's so cool. Um, do you have any advice for someone who wants to start their own business or like, uh, or is there anything you would have done differently? Um, those are two questions, I guess. What Do you have any advice for someone who wants to do something on their own? Yeah, I, I just say, you know, I mean, I did a lot of research before I started my business. You know, mm-hmm. I just feel like I couldn't know enough. And and really, you don't, you can't even learn everything. Like, you have to learn a lot as you go, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I definitely don't didn't have the confidence back then, like even with meeting with clients or reaching out to people to ask them about their products or anything like I do now. Like mm-hmm. for now, it's like not a big deal, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, because that's just owning a business for eight years. But 
um, at first, like I think back to like the first, like right before I decided to open my business, I didn't even know how to get a business license. Mm -hmm. And I was so embarrassed to ask somebody Mm -hmm. like, how do you get a business license? You know, Mm -hmm. because why would you need to know that if you weren't going to start a business, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, but I called, um, and asked about it. And this lady was so nice to me. She like went through all of the different kinds of businesses you can be and all the, mm-hmm. what you needed and everything. And it made me feel a lot better. <laughs> so probably, you know, um, do, do, do your research. You know, I read a mm-hmm. lot of books on opening your own interior design business. Oh. Um, even ones for opening a home business mm-hmm. and the processes that you need to set up and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, um, but I do wish that I would have had more confidence to just talk to more people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like actually one of the thing, uh, in my business book, a piece of advice was that reach out to other interior designers who have their business. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that seems, they probably think I'm crazy, you know, but, mm-hmm. but really people are willing to help you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I have people contact me that are students at school saying, hey, can I talk to you about your interior design business? Or I've had moms contact me that their daughters are in high school mm-hmm. who want are considering going to school for interior design. And they ask me, would you take the time to meet with me mm-hmm. and and talk to my daughter about interior design? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think yeah. that's I mean, that's super cool for one. And I always do it. But mm-hmm. but I think that's great. Like they're reaching out to ask questions. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. That's, That's great. awesome. I have a question for you. Going back to being 21 and, and feeling like you knew what you wanted to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a great thing. I, I feel like some people, well, me, <laughs> me for one, never really had that like gift of knowing what I wanted to do when I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, me too, Were there Allie. other things that you like tried and failed at? Like is, is in, you know, working for other people, what mm-hmm. was that like when you were like a teenager and had your first job? Did that help like make you understand like, God, I don't want to do that again, or interior design is the way for Right. I, I think that, um, I mean, I worked a lot of retail jobs, and that was definitely something I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to open a bookstore, and mm-hmm. it does make me nervous. I'm like, oh, there's all these rules I want to make, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. But um, but I, I didn't really... I I didn't really have like one job, I think when I was younger that I was like, this is going to be my life career. You know, they Mm -hmm. were, it was, you know, interior design eventually. But I think that really that decision wasn't made until I decided to go to school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Even 20, like I I have a 16 year old, you know, and we're like, oh, two more years, you know, like, what are you going to go to college for and everything? It almost seems like uh, I feel kind of like a hypocrite asking Mm. him that question Mm -hmm. or kind of telling him that kind of stuff because I didn't know what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. when I was that age. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, even in my early 20s, I knew I wanted to to go to I I wanted to be an interior designer, but Mm -hmm. I just didn't really want to take the time to go to school. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's expensive too. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. have any money in my twenties mm-hmm. <laughs> to go yeah. to school. So true story. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. That perspective, because I, I am also a mom of three. It does as a mom of three too. And I'm always like trying to get them to avoid what I'm going through, <laughs> like, like directionless life and man stuck in management <laughs> for 20 years. You know, not like that, but, um, <clears throat> just trying to get them to be like, 
if, because I really believe that if you make a decision about what you want to do, like they can really do anything. And all they would have to say is like, I want to be an astronomer. Mm -hmm. And it's like, great, we can get you on the path for that. Like there's a pathway for that. And when I was young, I didn't know that. I didn't have parents with careers. You know, my dad was in construction and he owned his own business and he was, you know, building houses and things like that. But that wasn't like what I was going to do. Oh yeah. And my mom was a stay at home mom and I felt like I didn't have a lot of direction. So I want to like, feel like this is my opportunity to help my children provide a little guidance. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think it's hard to, I don't want to put anything on them or add pressure, but I, I've been encouraging them to just tell us about like what your idea is. Like what do you think would be fun? And then I feel like with that, you can kind of encourage them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right absolutely. Direction. I know it's hard to, I mean, I didn't get really get any direction from my parents either. I mean, they were like nine to fivers, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they just kind of worked to keep food on the table. And, yeah. you know, when I was old enough, they were like, okay, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, as long as you have a job, it's great, you know? So yeah. I, but I mean, I definitely grew up with a good worth work ethic, you know, mm-hmm. always having a job. And, and I think that that has motivated me. That's been a big motivator. I mean, I think you don't realize that until you get older going, wow, you know, my parents actually instilled like this good worth work ethic in, into me. So take yeah. that along to mm-hmm. my work now. Yeah. Geez. My kids are spoiled little turds who barely help around the house ever. I'm always like twisting their arm. Be like, can't you just bring our laundry upstairs and put it away? Come on. So I'm not sure what kind of ethic. I don't think it's the, yeah, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Even with my kids either. I'm like, don't I, aren't I a good example for yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a good example. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, they have dinner at the same time every night and you know, yeah. everything, but it's still like, I'm with you. The, the laundry trying to get like, kids to do anything and then it's like hey do you have ten dollars for gas you know Mm -hmm. and I'm like but you didn't even put your laundry in Mm -hmm. so I'm not gonna Mm -hmm. give you ten dollars you know and then it's like an argument for an hour Mm -hmm. like I did not argue with my parents like this so you know Eric and I are just like oh what did we do what did we do wrong (laughs) can we go back what did we do wrong (laughs) can we undo it I know oh my god that's so funny I know I'm like why isn't there like a report card you don't get a report card when you're parenting I don't think until like maybe they're you know graduated from college or you know you know they're safe and yeah, yeah I yeah. don't know what the measuring stick is for success, but I I feel almost always like a failure. But then there's like little moments where they like get an award at school and I'm like, Yay, they're doing great. <laughs> yes. I'm so proud, you know. Yeah. Those I just like things. as long as they're like nice, like, you know, like like my oldest is such a stinker, you know, and he's just, he's very argumentative mm-hmm. and like, but he's really smart too. Mm-hmm. And so, and like, he's kind of like a cool guy, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, <laughs> and, I got it all together. Yeah, exactly. And so you're like, no, you don't have it all together and you're not cool, you yeah. know, but, but when I see him like, open a door for a stranger or oh. you know what I mean? Then you're like, that's your parenting moment. You're like, you go. okay, I'm not going to go. Oh, yay. You know, to right. him. Cause he totally will be embarrassed and not care. Yeah. But you know, yeah. that's your parenting moment. I think yeah. like, you're like, okay, they did learn some things from us or listened when we were, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. you know, and hopefully we were an example. So. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. 
Well, I'm sure you've instilled some greatness in them. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Allie. Do you have any other questions or? Yeah. Did we get, did we get to the one where it was about anything she would have done differently? Oh, I did. Oh yeah. No, we didn't. We, I asked you that, but I don't it was know a two-parter. We, it was a two-parter. Yeah. Do you know if you would do anything differently? You did say that maybe you just maybe would have asked more people. Yeah. yeah. I would have had, I would have, I would have definitely have not have been afraid to, to ask mm-hmm. questions. I mean, yeah. reach yeah. out to other people. Like mm-hmm. I'm a kind of person, like if you reached out to me and asked me mm-hmm. and you were young and didn't know and, um, or you were just starting your business mm-hmm. and wanted some advice or something, I totally give it to, yeah, you know, to somebody who asked. I mean, maybe not everyone would be that nice, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would. And, you know, I, so I do wish that I would have reached out cause I probably would have avoided some struggle in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what a, what a moment of growth, like what all, all that personal growth that you, that you did. And that's so cool. Yeah. I think the most, I think the most that I've gotten out of it, not just having my own business, you mm-hmm. know, cause I feel like that a lot of times like just being busy, I'm just working, doing yeah. what I want to be doing, mm-hmm. but it's, it's the personal growth. I think that is the, I mean, when you're working with other people and, and raising a family, like, you know, you have to be patient. You know, mm-hmm. and I, and I haven't always been patient. <laughs> so I've definitely learned along the way. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about how, how cool is it to do something with your husband though? Has that been kind of neat and interesting? It has been, it has been interesting. I mean, I'm glad that we're able to do something like this together, mm-hmm. you know, that we wanted to do something like this together because we could drive each other crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I took, was able to take stuff that I already knew starting a business, like, I feel like the confidence I could Mm -hmm. bring that into our business, Mm -hmm. you know, where he was like, Oh, I'm not really sure how to do this or anything. And then I was like, Oh, you know, like I know how to do like a business license. I know how to get a business license. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I'll do that for it. Um, and you know, he is great. Like he's just, um, picked up so much stuff cause I've been so busy with, um, interior design right now that he's just like, dove right in to take care of a bunch of stuff and now Mm -hmm. we're just set to to open our bookstore so it's been great you know we're hoping it'll be like a family thing Mm -hmm. oh that's awesome yeah that's neat that's so cool speaking of family what does moi design stand for again or it does i didn't ask you but what does it stand for it stands for milo oliver and iona which are my kids names awesome that's so awesome where can we find you on social media (laughs) <laughs> I'm not very good at social media, That's but I okay. do, I do. Instagram okay. is probably the best place. Um, and I'm at DWMOI designs. Oh, very cool. And then I'm on Facebook under MOI designs as well, but cool. Instagram's and, the place. And does paper boat booksellers have a Instagram too? Yes. It's at paper boat booksellers. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Very so cool. cool. We're, I'm going to follow you right now. We're going to do it. Yeah. I already follow you. <laughs> I haven't done the paper boat yet. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here today. Sorry, Rufus was um, acting up. Oh, he just wanted to be included. (laughs) He just was like, "Hey, hey, hey!" Wants a little attention. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome seeing you again, and you've done so much wonderful stuff. It's really inspirational. Thank you. It yeah. was good to see you both. You're yeah. such an inspiration. And um, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. Okay, we like to say peace out. Yeah. Okay. Peace, peace out. out. Peace out. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out.
Thanks for tuning in today. Please follow us on Instagram at Meltdown City Podcast, or you can email us at MeltdownCityPodcast at gmail.com, or you can check us out on our website at MeltdownCityPodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.